Hello and welcome back to another episode of The Daily Dose with me, Johnny Savage. And I just want to start today's episode off by saying that I hope that you are all good today. So the year 2020, it's been a bit of a weird one, hasn't it? Obviously, you've got the Rona to make you Mona and lockdowns getting in the way of our daily lives. But then we've also had the likes of Harvey Weinstein being an absolute dump stain on the world. And we also had Harry finally grow a pair of low-hanging coconuts and move out of his nan's house. It's about time, Harry, mate. You're only 36. I wonder how long it'll be until he decides that he's going to move back in because he has realised that he's missing the cakes that his nan makes far too much. And I can't believe, I just can't get past the fact that one of the last movies that most people have gone to see in cinemas this year was probably Cats. What sort of world are we living in? How can you do this to us? Absolute beasts. So I think it's pretty understandable that with this year being the absolute steaming horse, big fat sloppy dump that this year has been, that people are looking back into their pasts in order to be happy. And that's called nostalgia. And oh my God, nostalgia has been selling this year. I can give you the figures, they're in. It's 100% nostalgia for the year 2020. From rebooting old TV shows and movies to remastering and remaking old video games, everybody's been trying desperately to cling on to the scrotum that is nostalgia. Tighter than Jack trying to cling on to that piece of debris that Rose wouldn't let him climb onto. There's room for two of you on there, Rose. What are you playing at? I'll never let go, Jack. As soon as his eyes were shut, she let go. He wasn't even dead at that point. He was just having his, he was just letting his eyes have a rest. You murderer. Do you think she tried to comfort herself while he was falling deeper and deeper into that abyss by going, oh no, he slipped. Oh no, oh no, oh he's gone. In fact, I'm actually half surprised that they haven't rebooted the Titanic already for this year. <laughs> if they do reboot the Titanic, you heard it here first. Anyway, I've completely forgot what I was going on about. Oh yeah, so you've probably guessed what we're actually talking about in today's episode then. We're going to be talking about nostalgia, remakes, reboots, the job lot. So get yourself buckled in because we're going to do the time warp. So I do believe that remaking and remastering uh, old popular video games is actually quite crucial for, for us as fans and for the industry as a whole. But it does have to be the right product and you do have to put the time, love and attention into it while you're building it. Otherwise it's gonna flop like a soggy pancake. I'll give you an example, right? So going back as a kid, I was a massive fan of the uh, Marvel Ultimate Alliance games, both one and two, more the first one than the second one, but I would still eat the second one up, just So when I was scrolling through the PlayStation store one day on my PS4 and realized that I could actually buy these again, I was like, of course I'm going to do it. So I chucked, I think it might have been about 30 pounds on these two games because one and two, they came as a package. And they had the absolute goldstones to call it a remaster. And it wasn't a remaster, it was, they were basically just ports. They handled dreadfully, they played absolutely stinkingly. And I couldn't help but feel disappointed because I genuinely loved these games growing up. And I was sat there, just staring at my TV with my head in my hands, thinking how has this just ruined my entire childhood in about an hour? So I got about halfway through the first one. I don't even think it was halfway. 
actually, I got to the point where you unlock Ghost Rider, and then I, I just stopped playing it, and I, I have not even loaded the second one up to this very day. So I've basically paid, I've basically chucked £30 at them, and not got anything back for it. But like I said, when done right, I actually think remakes and remasters are crucial for the fan base and the industry. I'll give you an example of that so you don't think that I'm a complete mardy arse, and that's the Resident Evil 2 remake. So before the remake, I'd not actually played the second game at all, and I know people are going to, to look down on me for that and say, well you can't judge the remake if you've not played the second one. I, I can, I can and I will, so thank you very much. And the reason I've not played the original is simply because of my age. I wasn't old enough to even know what the, what the original game was meant to be. If you go back to episode 5, plug 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 plug, it's about the Resident Evil series and my experience with that. And in that episode, that I say that my first ever Resident Evil game was the first Outbreak game. And I hated fixed camera angles. I'm not even gonna lie to you, I genuinely hated it. I didn't find it scary, it didn't scare me. The, ge like, the game Outbreak was scary, but I weren't scared because of the fixed camera angles. That was just a pure annoyance to me. And then obviously as I grew up and I started doing my research on the Resident Evil series, I realized that the first three games, uh, the first three main games were fixed camera angles. And that's why I didn't go and play them. And you guys might see that as ignorant, but I just genuinely couldn't get on with that mechanic and it made any game that I played like that not fun for me to play so I weren't going to do it. So going into the first lockdown uh, earlier this year that's when I decided to pick up Resident Evil 2 Remake and give it a whirl. I'd heard all the hype for it and I knew that it was meant to be good but I still was worried for it for some reason. Even though I knew that they had took out the fixed camera angles I was still worried but I had one of the best times playing a game with that this year and it allowed me to experience the story the obviously the OG players got to experience all the way back in the 90s and to me that's a remake done right I've not gone and played Resident Evil 3 remake just because I've heard it's really short but I've even heard that that's a really good remake it's literally just the length that's the problem with it so I'm gonna go through a bit of a list of remakes and remastered video games that I've played this year and let you guys know what I think about them. So the first one is Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 Campaign Remaster. That bad boy's been stuck on a loop more times than the Ayaz song Replay. Obviously if you were growing up in the 2000s, Modern Warfare 2 was definitely a landmark game for you. And just as my faith in the Call of Duty series was dying, they decided to slap us in the face with this little beast. Apart from the frame rate drops, pretty much everything else I saw in this game while playing it I absolutely loved and I loved the experience of playing it again and I'm sure that there'll be current Call of Duty fans that weren't even born when Modern Warfare 2 came out so I hope that they've managed to pick it up and play it so that they can experience it like we did growing up and that is is what a good remaster or good remake is meant to do. The next one I'm going to be talking about is the Final Fantasy 7 remake so I'm going to be honest growing up as a kid I was never a Final Fantasy fan and in fact, I'm, I'm still not to this very day, but I was round at a mate's, uh, obviously when lockdown lifted, and I got to play it for a little bit. And like I said, gaming is a big passion of mine, so even though I don't play a game, it doesn't mean that I don't do my research, and it doesn't mean that I don't go and spend hours watching gameplay and watching reviews online for these games. So I knew that Final Fantasy... Fantasy? No, Final Fantasy 7. <laughs> So 
So I knew that Final Fantasy VII, was, the original game, was a landmark game as well for kids growing up in that era. And even though I'm still not a Final Fantasy fan, this was really fun to play and it did nearly make me want to go back and purchase the most recent one. Can't actually remember which one that is because there's so damn many at this point, but I think it might be 15. The one where they're driving about in the car, chilling out listening to some bangers. So yes, Final Fantasy VII, you may come into 2021 with us. I said Fantasy again, didn't I? Just got them on the brain. The next one is the Destroy All Humans remake. So growing up as a kid, I was always partial to some good old probing. And I really loved the Destroy All Humans games. In fact, the second one was probably my, my favorite. So when the remake dropped, I had full intentions in buying it, but there were other games that I was trying to finish at that time. So I thought I'm gonna finish these and then I'll focus on getting new ones. But then look at me, a friend of mine actually came through conveniently and let me borrow the game. Thank you very much, Chris. And oh my God. Probing's never felt so good. If you're a fan of Destroy Whole Humans and you've not played this game yet, go get your grubby mitts on it, you definitely need to. So yes, Destroy All Humans, you may come into 2021 with us. Pack a bag and get ready. Hang on, I need to throw one in here that I've not actually enjoyed because I've just realized I'm being far too positive in this episode. Mafia 2 Remake, do I need to say any more? So as a teenager, I was a massive fan on the Xbox 360 of Mafia 2. And when I saw that it they were going to re-release it and they said that they were going to rebuild it from the ground up, I was actually excited. But when they said they were going to rebuild it from the ground up, I think they exaggerated just a little bit. And what they actually meant was they were going to just put the foundations up and let everybody else just be disappointed by it. From glitching out of the map to just falling straight through it to faces disappearing, I was getting Assassin's Creed Unity vibes from this and that's never a good comparison if you're wondering. And if you try telling me that you enjoyed Unity, you need to go and get a psych evaluation. So no, no Mafia 2, you may not come into 2021 with us, you're just going to be stuck in 2020 like the little piece of wrapper paper that you are. And I just have to say, <laughs> I'm sorry guys, I don't know what happened there. I'll try again. And I just have to say that I was excited for the first Mafia game to be remade because I never actually played that one. But after playing the second one, I've not gone and got it. Now I know that it's had very good reviews, so I should pick it up at some point, but I was put off purely by the remake of the second one. Which that still doesn't make sense to me why you would remake the second and third one before remaking the first one. Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2, come here. Give me a kiss. So I like to credit the original games for starting the craze of everybody in their hamster trying to get a skateboard and pull ollies. So I've lost count of how many times I've seen little kids rolling down the street, sat on their skateboard, thinking that they're cool for defying death and pulling these absolute insane stunts, myself included. And by insane stunts, I mean, just rolling down a hill a little bit. In fact, ask any teenager in the 2000s if they had a skateboard. And if they say no to you, they're lying. Or they were born literally yesterday. And after the first two games, Tony Hawk's and Activision tried their absolute hardest to, re to rebuild the success they had with the first two games. Does anybody remember Tony Hawk's ride? No, I didn't think so. 
The only thing that skateboard was good for was smashing it over somebody's head. That thing had no input recognition at all. And if anyone happened to look through your window while you were playing this, they probably would have rang the police in fear that you had escaped from the local insane asylum. And then they brought out Pro Skater 5. I don't think we even need to talk about that, it's not necessary. I don't want to make you guys have to go through another bout of therapy. So when I saw this advertised, I weren't even going to pick it up. I'm not going to lie. I weren't bothered. Didn't want it. I thought there's no point to this anymore. No point. They're just trying to cash grab on the nostalgia thing that we've all got going off at the minute. And I was in the shower one morning and a watch culture video came on of a review for Pro Skater 1 and 2. And for some reason when I'm in the shower that always seems to be when YouTube decides to just switch things up on me. When I can do absolutely nothing about it. Nothing at all. Damn you. Damn you all. Damn you all to hell. A plague on both your houses. And yeah, what culture actually recommended that I pick this up? So I did go and pick it up because what culture are actually one of the very few platforms that I have faith in now when it comes to gaming? And humana, 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 humana. My wife got nothing out of me for about two weeks while playing this game. In fact, I pretty much, I should have just moved out, to be honest, we were at that point. I'd said goodbye to my child as if I was going off to war. And forget Corona, I had my own isolation going off whilst I was playing this game. I'm pretty sure the neighbours did actually come round to make sure that I was still alive because there were flies starting to form outside the windows because I'd not showered for like a week. So yes, Pro Skater, you may come with us into 2021. And that's it for this episode. Wow, I've actually, <laughs> upon reflection, I've actually enjoyed far much more than I've hated of the remakes. This episode has not gone to plan at all, to be honest. I was expecting to be doing a lot more dumping today. I even did my butt exercises this morning in preparation. Well, there you go. A little jolly episode for you lot. That's going to be a change. Don't get used to it, by the way. But yeah, I hope you have a lovely day. Or if you're coming to the end of your day, I hope you've had a lovely day. And if you haven't had a lovely day, well, what are you going to do about it? <laughs> I hope that if today has been a bad day for you, I hope tomorrow goes as good as it can do. But for now, I've been Johnny, you've been awesome, and I'll see you in the next episode. Take care.